in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Henson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. So... What have you watched? Well, um, Voodoo was mm-hmm. having a special. They, they do this uh, on a reasonably frequent basis. They will give you the pilot episode of a show for free. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, you, know, you, you get the first taste free, but the rest you got to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, I had skipped Marvel's Inhumans mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. I, I, I don't remember. I, w- I want to say I didn't have DVR at that point, and I didn't have a consistent like internet connection that would allow me to watch and i didn't i didn't want to just watch it on my phone so i finally sat down and i was like let's let's take a look at this you know uh, Mar- marvel everything is just fantastic never never fails it does um inhumans failed yeah like and if you will look at the talent and, and i guess the resources that they had at their their hands like it okay anson mount uh, from Hell uh, Hell on Wheels and recently of Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. playing Christopher Pike. They have him as uh, Black Bolt, the main character um, in the show. But Black Bolt can't talk because if he does, it will it, basically his if he hurt you hear him talk like you'll you'll think get Thanos snapped away. Mm-hmm. Like That's how powerful his voice is. So you get Anson Mount not talking, not talk like that's. That's like hiring Will Smith in the mid '90s and not getting him to do your soundtrack. Like the 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 fact that there is no After Earth like rap song, I think is one of the things that contributed to its failing at the box office. <laughs> like, granted, M Night Shyamalan directing it probably also helped that along. But I'm just telling you, the fact that I've said After Earth rap. You're kind of interested now, aren't oh, you? Like, wouldn't be. You, you don't, I mean, maybe it's a dumpster fire, but it's still a dumpster fire you want to watch. Exactly. And as long as you put people in the seats, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. If you're just like, guys, you've got, you have to go after earth. The listen, the movie's trash, but his song about it, it's fantastic. Like I'm going to put it out there. It's better than wild, wild west. The song, well, not the I movie. I was going to say, because... <laughs> Listen, the music video for Wild Wild West okay. is spectacular. The movie, pretty disposable. Yes, especially since the Wild Wild West, the TV show, I loved immensely. Do you know who was originally supposed to do that movie? Will Smith. No. no. Mel Gibson and Richard Donner were going to do it, but for some reason did Maverick instead. It was going to be an R-rated, like, basically a lethal weapon take on Wild Wild West... With Mel Gibson as James West. Huh. Like, d- doesn't that kind of pique your... Mm. The guy that did mm. Superman the movie and Lethal mm. Weapon okay. doing Wild Wild West with not not current Mel Gibson, like 90s Mel Gibson. Like, sure thing, your movie's going to be a hit, Mel Gibson. Before he you know, yes. went off the rails, Mel yep. Gibson. Yes. Okay, so uh, it's been a while, but I'm going to throw it right out here. We've got it. A cringe on our hands. Yes. In 
in humans, um, like I said, on, on the forefront of this, like you would have to think at this point, like everybody that got cast in this, they're just they're te- they're calling mom and dad. They're calling. They're like, I'm in, I'm in the big leagues. I am in I'm in a Marvel property. And they're like, oh, do, 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 do you get to do you get to hang out with Iron Man? What? So what oh, year did Inhumans come out? Because I know I saw it 20, and it was horrible. I want to say it's it's 2016 or 2017. OK, so avoid at all cost. It's. They, they they do all of this stuff that if you're sitting there going, well, I've got to do this on a regular basis, week after week, on a television show. Like, it, if you're going to have, like, all of these characters that require constant CGI and they're in space, like, basically, Inhumans is space X-Men. Mm-hmm. They get their... their, uh, their no, I believe it's... X-Men in space. Or it would have been if they weren't the Inhumans. They, okay. <laughs> they, they, get, they get their powers from the Terrigen Mists, but basically they all have mutant powers. But they're Inhumans, not X-Men. Like, they, they breathe in these mists and it gives these fantastic... I really think probably Stan Lee was into some... Uh, yeah, breathing in some... Uh, he was breathing in some Terrigen Mists in the 60s mm-hmm. when he created the Inhumans. So hard pass on that, and you you can watch the first horrible hour on Voodoo, I guess. Right you now, can, like, for free. All right, and I mean it's in it's got the the four K like so. I mean you can see this this train wreck in in glorious four K. Oh, lovely. Or SD if you if you so choose to to go with that. But yeah, I uh, I was like, well, I'm gonna maybe it's not as bad as yeah it I is. thought. And you just you see it, and I'm like. Why did they spend so much money? May, you know what? Maybe this is why the shows started turning up on Netflix instead. Mm-hmm, like, exactly. Daredevil, as you and I have attested to, like, fantastic. Punisher. Fan- the way, have they not? They haven't canceled Punisher yet, have yeah, they? Yeah, that. What's with that? I Because I think they're it's because gonna. everyone said they were going to, and they're just, they, they just did it to mess with us. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Like, there's yeah. no way they cancel literally every other Marvel property. Like, like I said, Gifton's going to get canceled. They just canceled Legion. Mm-hmm. They canceled Daredevil, Luke Cage. Jessica Jones isn't canceled yet, but that's because they haven't shown that. I'm just saying literally everything else, or maybe they're just doing it to me. They're just like, we're not going to cancel Punisher. We're, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Marvel. Yeah. Whatever. Do Disney plus. We don't care. We're keeping the Punisher. It's ours. It's ours. Uh, now. I'm going to touch on these very, very briefly. Uh, Ray Romano has stand-up comedy on Netflix. Funny. Uh, it is, I don't want to say mature. It's its more adult. It's its a step or two up from his comedy on Everybody Loves Raymond. Because he is a stand-up. But it's not um, Richard well, Pryor adult. No, no. Well, like, I, I will say this. If Pryor would have gotten his own sitcom... Um, I'm sure it would have been toned down too. Well, can you? No. Can you really? Can you really tone down prior? I just have an image of him on Superman. So let's move on. Uh, the Rare Romano okay. thing. Fair enough. The Rare Romano thing is funny and certainly worth your time. And because I read this would be the most talked about thing after Russian Doll, I had to watch the first episode. It won't be. And it is called. Pen 15. Now, I'm going to assume Pen 15 is called that because if you write it out, it doesn't really look like Pen 15. 
That's what I'm assuming. I've now, got an idea now, of what it's supposed to be. Now, here is the interesting part about it. It is painfully about middle school, specifically seventh grade, and these two best friends, these girls, best friends. The actresses playing them are in their 30s. Obviously, they are obviously in their 30s. Was this like intentional and like a clever, like the cast of Grease kind of way? No, they're the only ones playing seventh graders who are not younger looking actors. So it's obvious. And so there's a kind of a a funny thing. It is amusing, but then some of it is just so painful to just so painful because it's bad or painful because of what they're recreating. Yeah, what they're recreating. Okay. okay I mean, okay. they're doing a good job of it. it. It's not, but it's an awkward and sometimes yes, it's, a, it's just kind of like, oh, pa- painful time to look back on for, for some people. Yes. Yes. And I, I learned what an Uggis is ugliest girl in school. So, you know, who knows? Uh, it's one of those types of is, things. Is it not remarkable? And I don't mean remarkable in like the amazing way that like, say, like Niagara Falls is mm-hmm. remarkable, but like how cruel kids can mm-hmm. be to one another. Yes. Sometimes like just the fact that designations like that exist, mm-hmm. like and the assumption, or I don't think they ever assumed that it didn't, but like what that can do to someone's psyche. Like yeah. whenever you hear something like that, something that basically confirms the worst fear that you have, like all of us are reasonably unsure of ourselves at that age. And you're sitting there going like, am I, am I not as attractive as like mm-hmm. the, the, the other, like whatever. And then you hear a phrase like the ugliest girl in school. I'm going to put this out there. I wasn't a girl, so I don't know, but I would not, I would not like to have been the ugliest girl in school or at the very least, the one that got to carry that moniker. Correct. Now they do an excellent job. Uh, Some of it really, it's just not laugh out loud, funny, but I, it's very well done. Much like freaks and geeks was very well done. It really, captures what it's like to be there and it is interesting just as a side note to see these women act like classic not just classic seventh graders but seventh graders in the year 2000 it's very specific so like they're talking about two boys it's like well so they both like me huh well so-and-so has an earring yeah he does so it's set in the year 2000 okay yeah. I was making sure it just wasn't like no, in the year 21st century. You mean literally mm-hmm. the year after so all references 2000 and it's it's really dead on. Do you want to know what messes with my head about that? What? The year 2000. Very, very close to being 20 years ago. Whoa. And yeah. in, in my head, 20 years ago was 1990. That's completely wrong. And like, I, I shouldn't. But if you say a word like. 10 years ago or 20 years, 10 years ago, that was the year 2000 in my head. (laughs) 20 years ago, that was 1990. No. 1990 was 30 years ago. Like. Okay. You're talking crazy now. Just Just stop. It, it boggles, boggles my brain. Maybe for these actresses that they were in seventh grade in the year 2000. Empire Strikes Back is almost 40 years old. Like. (sighs) 
D- does is is does that sound correct to you? Like it's clearly wrong. I want to correct people when I hear it, but then like I'm like, wait, subtract the one. Here and the two. That's t- the year two thousand. It's it's nearing vintage. You're listening to Binger Cringe. Where we talk about what is worth watching or not watching on TV from high atop the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens. So it's well done. Um, I don't want to watch the rest of it. Not that any of what they're talking about has happened to me. It's just it's. Uh, I'd rather just watch a repeat of Bob's Burgers where I don't get all knotted up and go, oh, that sucks for them. Uh. What is it about that period of like that? I guess there's a lot of ripe drama to be like, uh, what was it? Oh, that's Freaks right. and Geeks. Yes. Like another show that kind of tackled a very similar time period and did it period specific. As there, is, well. there is a movie out called Eighth Grade. I think it's on Amazon and I want to say it was like a hit at Sundance or something. Again, I watched the whole thing. My husband did not understand why halfway through it, our middle school girl said, we need a break because it was again, so dead on. It was just too much. And with eighth grade, this is the whole thing. And the actress who plays the girl in eighth grade is approximately that age i mean she's not like 25 playing 14 again not not the grease scenario yes no she's legitimately that she is superb really and and just i don't want to say this in a condescending way but a lot of child actors are not talented oh like yeah, yeah. they're i mean maybe maybe it's the fact that you know most of them don't have the experience that some of their their older like I guess they wouldn't be peers at that point. But like uh, very often, like when I watch kids, I'm just like, this is wooden and boring. Like they do not have the range to do this. So like when you actually catch somebody that is like, I mean, that's the reason why like Haley Joel Osment or like Macaulay Culkin stood out at the points that they did. Like because those two kids, well, they're not kids anymore, but whenever Mm -hmm. they were that age, like you could tell that they actually had some chops. Well, here's the thing with her. Uh, when you're watching the movie Eighth Grade, uh, you it starts out with she does uh, videos for YouTube that no one watches. And she ends all of them with Gitchy. And it's so painful. And she's so awkward. And the actress, you know, if you're going to be seen by potentially millions of people... Unless you're some crazy character, you want to look your best in theory, right? No makeup. I swear they added more acne to her. It's like every day her face was different. Just painful hormones all over her face. Uh, Ill-fitting bathing suits. Everything real, really. As as much as I, I think I might someday appreciate having like basically a, a a video dialogue with myself at that age i am so glad that youtube mm-hmm. was very much non-existent when i was that age like mm-hmm. luckily we can just tell stories the way that they they did on you know the open range or the right. way they they passed legend from like you know warring tribe to warring tribe so that like the stories people know about me 
around that time become legendary. They're just, I mean, they're, I, I had a funny experience that like I had come back to, um, the, the, I was on the speech team and I'd come back to judge, um, at one of the, the speech team competitions and I hear a story and there are so many of the details that are incorrect. Like it's like what I'm sure the experience of watching a biopic about your life is Mm -hmm. watching like, let's say if like they would have got um, Zac Efron to play me in the biopic Mm -hmm. about the life of Adam Cravens. And I'm just like, none of that happened. And I don't look like Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. Like what is, and they're telling me these details about the story. And I'm just like, that didn't happen. happen." (laughs) And they, they don't realize these because they're like, this is one of the guys a couple of years ago. And I'm just like, right, that's me. I know this story. That's not, I'm not telling him any of this, but it was just, it was funny to listen. No, because I wanted to know how it ended. Like I, it was a story, like I said, base, it was based on true events. I see. I have had similar experiences. But you can't, you can't have that if you literally have the video evidence and you're just like, oh, oh no. Oh, I can't look at it with nostalgic rose tinted glasses. It's just, it's awkward and real. There it is. Now, what is genius about the storytelling is she is giving tips for teens. What she is saying in her videos is great advice. And it's everything she does not do in real life. (laughs) Everything. So that's it. It's just regular school life. And she's very real. Is it binge worthy? Well, it's just a movie. Um, And it is streaming. It is both bingey and cringy because it it was hard to get through because of the realness. It's it's bingey, but it's cringy, not because of lack of quality. It's just some of the the subject, some of the subject matter. Maybe maybe we'll hit you in a painful, Mm -hmm. embarrassed for them kind of way. Yes. 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 Embarrassed for them. Yes. As my my children have have taught me a phrase, which I didn't know is a thing, but it's a thing. Secondhand embarrassment. This movie brings up a lot of secondhand embarrassment. Okay. And I want to make sure like every time we say something is cringeworthy, like like, okay, Inhumans was cringeworthy Mm -hmm. for an entirely different reason. Then what did you say? Eighth grade? It's called eighth grade. Gucci. Entirely. I'm going to, I'm going to start saying that. I know that's, we've been I'm saying it all it the time. That's how I'm closing the show. And you close like this. Gucci. That's how I'm closing this one. <laughs> Jane Ellen. And I'm Gucci. <laughs> I'm Gucci. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, like I said, I wasn't going to talk long about it, but be prepared. And if your child's about to go to middle school and you don't remember what it was like, watch the movie eighth grade. You'll remember. I, I, it, it sounds kind of like the the experience of like what happens to me when I watch movies like say that were made, you know, 20, 25 years ago and like someone's children are in danger. When I watched them originally, it didn't hit me in the same mm-hmm. way. I didn't have kids like I, you know, maybe I had some like cousins that were young and I'm just like, oh, well, that would be bad. Yeah, like but they're kind of disposable when I don't really know them when you start like. Putting that all together, uh-huh. like uh, the, uh, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, in the second part, where like Yondu starts talking about Star-Lord, like stupidest feeling in the world. I start crying in the theater like uh-huh. when they're talking about that and how he's talking about the way he feels about like 
bringing up like some like the the fact that more or less they have an adoptive relationship, mm-hmm. which is something that hits very close home. Like and to me, Adam is actually blue skinned. Yes, so. also um an alien. So and, and control a magic whistle whistle that has an air I, taser face. some of those <laughs> and i also have a taser face taser yes. face, taser face. <laughs> did you That's come up with that name <laughs> taser face oh, that's your real name <laughs> okay so yeah eighth grade gucci so what else have you watched um i have also been watching a show on youtube called the game chasers and um it's about uh two guys that in their spare time um, it's kind of a, and this is going to come sound odd coming from me. It's a reality show. They go to like flea markets. They go to um, Goodwills. Um, they go to yard sales. Basically, they try to find classic video games. Would you say they go to Goodwills hunting? Um, yes, um, but so that they don't get sued, um, I would make sure to put spaces and in semicolons yeah. where appropriate. So video games and you would love that. I would well, think. I, 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 I did. Like, yeah. It's uh, just fat there. There. If you were to put me and one of my friends from high school and you let us loose in a flea market looking for like old NES, like Atari 7800 games or anything like that. This seems like what it would be like. The, the jokes can get very crude, mm-hmm. like at points. Um, it's it's a, just a very interesting documentary style. Uh, just that they're just, and you'll also see them like negotiating the price. Like sometimes you'll get a person that doesn't understand like the rarity of the video game that they're looking at, mm-hmm. and they'll just be like, "Hey, uh, how much are you looking at for the NES games?" And they'll just be like, "Ah, five bucks." And like they're sitting there going, like one of the games in particular that they happen to find in one of the first couple episodes is called Little Samson. Little Samson came at the end of the uh, original Nintendo's life there. You've got Sega Genesis games and Super Nintendo games that have basically taken all the spotlight off the original Nintendo at this point. The game is made by one of Mega Man's uh, creators. You have all this talent that comes together on this game. Very low print run because they didn't sell hardly any of them. Nobody knows about this game. Um, Very, very end of the the NES's life. If you get one of these out of the, I'm not talking about like a box version. The the shrink rack isn't sealed on it. You can sell it for 200 bucks easy. Nice. Easy. Like go on eBay right now. Look up Little Samson. And I don't mean the reproduction carts. I mean legit original uh, NES card. 200 bucks you get one of these sealed in a package like you can pay for your first year of college with it like and they happen to find one at this flea market and this person does not know what they have and they're just like hey what are you looking and they're like uh eight bucks and normally these guys are just cheapskates like Mm -hmm. they are just constantly trying to get the price down they're like what about this what about this well what if i do the robot will you will you take two dollars if i'll dance the robot and they're just like oh yeah i'll take off two bucks they don't like they're just they are stone and they're just like oh yeah that that's a that's a reasonable price. <laughs> like, and you can just like the elation, like you can see them getting in. Like uh, in another episode, they find uh, a Flintstones video game. And it's, there were two Flintstones games. One of them was a blockbuster. Blockbuster, for those of you who don't know, was a red box that you could walk into. Um, 
It well, was technically, a, you can walk into a red box. Yeah. And then you'd fall over. Or, or it closes <laughs> around you and kills you. Yes. Um, it was an exclusive that you could only rent at Blockbuster Video. It was never sold commercially. So the only way that you got one of these Flintstones, at like original Nintendo cards, was if you purchased it after they cleared out like that particular generation of video games. So like the print run on these is basically like however many Blockbuster videos there were when this game was released. And you're talking about like early 90s Mm -hmm. at this point, like back when Blockbuster was a billion dollar. But even at that point, very, very low print run, which if you know anything about collecting, the less of something there is generally the higher the price. Um, They walk into a game exchange and whomever has priced this game, they're just going through all the games. Whoever's priced this think it's the much more common uh, other Flintstones game, the one that was just just regular release, like had, you know, it was it was in your your department store, stuff like that. You Mm -hmm. know, not 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 very rare. They think it's that one. So they've priced it at three ninety five. The Flintstones games that it that it actually is, again, Probably sell for $150, $170 on eBay easy. They have it priced for $4. And again, like you just see them free, almost freaking out. They're, they've got a camera on them, but they don't want the guy at the store to realize what they have because they don't want to pay $170 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. They want that. That's the, the whole premise of the show is finding these hypothetically like rare games. And like sometimes they come up short. Sometimes they don't, they'll go to a flea market and it's nothing but Mario. You know, Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes they will find those gems or like these rarities or these things that like as kids, they were just like, I always wanted this. Like I didn't get to do this. Or they'll find that game that they rented with their their dad, like, mm-hmm. you know, countless amount of times. And they're like, I wanted to have that piece of my child. So sometimes you get like that they've really hit this nice financial win and they're not, they're not wealthy guys. So like when they're getting like $170 game for $4, like they're excited. Sometimes you get to get into like the nostalgia of like their childhood, just being like, I, this, this game is worthless to everybody else, but I played this with my uncle, like, and he, you know, he passed away at a certain point. And this is, this is one of the memories that I have left of this guy. Like maybe they show footage of it. Like they talk about like what the game means to him. It just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very specific demographic that you're talking about there. And the name of it again, the game chasers. It's it's a YouTube, uh, series. Mm -hmm. It's, um, spun from like it's called a retroware tv you've got a lot basically it's a collection of channels that specifically delve into classic video gaming like there's a show called the gaming historian and he talks about like the history of like the the original game boy like who made it like its production things that are like interesting or unique about it you've got another guy that does a game called 60 why don't you have one of these shows i I, I I really should like I mean watching it, it it's one of those things that I'm just like I could I could do this like I actually had an idea for a YouTube channel like 15 years ago it was called Red Trek and basically I would review episodes of Star Trek but I would really lay into my southern heritage like basically it was the way that a, a redneck would interpret episodes of Star Trek and I mean you've oh. got I thought you were just going to talk about the red shirts. No, and do no. backstories on them. No, it's it, red trek. Like okay. it, it, it's a redneck 
reviewing Star Trek. Now, I don't want to say they copied us, but Good Mythical Morning basically is what Adam and I used to do on the radio many years ago. Uh, talk about Lord of the Rings and Star Trek? No, eat stuff oh. and oh, talk okay. about it. All right. So okay. Eat stuff. Have you ever seen it? I No. Okay. no. Good Mythical Morning, also on YouTube. One of those things where these guys just started and it took off. And for the most part, it's 10, 15 minutes worth of friends. I think these guys have been friends since maybe fifth grade. And I think they're in North Carolina. Their names are Rhett and Link. Very funny guys. They live near each other. They had regular jobs and they said, well, let's do a YouTube channel. And it just took off to the point where now they're a thing, you know? Well, the, the kind of the cool, especially when you're doing something that you're passionate about. Like, I think that that translate like funny enough, my uh, I, I have a, a Samsung gear Two, a gear fit Two. apparently my heart rate had went up so much. It thought I was exercising <laughs> when I was talking about classic video games. It said, great job. You've been working out for 10 minutes. <laughs> I just kind of went, did I get that excited? About? Yes. Yes, you did. I'd like, but I mean, you can. If you're talking about something you're passionate about, like it, it can be palpable. But here's the thing. Rhett and Link, this is one of their shows. OK, tell me how close we were to doing this. If you're about to say pig brains and gravy. They've done that. I'm sure what they did was. Have they broken the corn dog like blindfolded? <laughs> they're blindfolded. They're served biscuits from five different fast food restaurants and have to say what restaurants they're from. I, I could, you know, actually, I think we, we did yeah. that. Yeah. I know we did stuff like that. So uh, t tell me, I know we did it with donuts. I know we did. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's mostly what they do. And when Jane says we, she means she would you. get me to do it. <laughs> like uh, somebody had recently set a, uh, a record for eating corn dogs. And Adam said, that doesn't seem like much. I could beat that. Actually, Jane said that <laughs> and told me to. I, at no point was I like, sure. She, she, I was literally. It 14 in two minutes. It was, it was some, what, what sounded like a reasonable number. It did. And I was young and foolish then. Ooh. And, uh, I let Jane talk me into it. And let, <laughs> let me tell you this, like the first go, the first couple, they go down easy. When you start getting down near 14, like. You made it to what? Three. No, I th I want to say I I got real like I I was around like seven or eight, and then it hit. Like she just comes in and she's got a bunch of frozen corn dogs. She's like, let's heat these up and do it on the air. And I'm like, okay. Now nowadays, at least I might have the common sense to be like, maybe we shouldn't do that. That that could have an adverse effect on me. To this day, I cannot smell a corn dog without becoming becoming nauseated. And this. <laughs> this this did not happen like yesterday either, folks. Like it's it's been a while since I could really stomach being in the same room as a corn dog. We used to spin the wheel of misfortune, and whatever it landed on was something that would have to happen to Adam. <laughs> like, and, and again. We couldn't do this show now because I would have just been like, that's a terrible. We're not going to do that at all. I don't I don't know if I I didn't realize I could say no <laughs> at that point. Like I said, I was I was young, stupid, impetuous. Um, but that's that's basically what we did. Brains. 
Oh my god, those pig brains. And occasionally, um, we'd also talk about movies. Yes, we would occasionally talk about movies. So there you go. Uh, Rhett and Link, by the way, Good Mythical Morning is an entertaining show, but really mostly because it makes me think of us and it's like, huh, if we just thought of doing this. All we had to do was video it. Uh Uh-huh. It's, we had the idea there is, there is evidence, literal auditory evidence that we did this probably before them. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, so that's it. That is our binge or cringe for this week. And geez, I don't know what's coming up next. Can't even think about it. Just watch again. If you're not watching Star Trek Discovery, you fool. Watch it. And if you haven't seen Russian Doll, <clears throat> Adam, watch it. Or or if you're just in the mood to see a dumpster fire, uh, Inhumans is free on Voodoo right now. Yes, very much so. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Gigi. <laughs> Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.